What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I am here once again, back again, with a new episode for you guys and a brand new guest on today's show. Comedian Sebastian Wong joined the podcast, and it was fun to sit down and talk with Sebastian. I feel like I see him uh, every time I go to um, open mic in San Jose, and it was cool to just sit down and, and get to know him a little bit better and talk about comedy, and, and he, he I didn't know that he does jujitsu, so we talked about that and a bunch of other stuff. It was just cool to, to get to know him. Uh, go follow him on Instagram at That's Not Funny Sebastian to see when he's going to be doing comedy shows and things like that. And also, if you could hit follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod, I'm stoked to see that hit 400 followers uh, on on the podcast page. So thank you to any of you that have followed the podcast and continue to follow as well. Also, if you could hit link in the bio, make sure to subscribe. I'm on Apple, Spotify, every like a bunch of them. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, make sure to hit hit some stars, leave a review on the podcast, please. I appreciate any and all feedback that I get on this show. So I appreciate those people that have done that. And uh, also, I got some shows coming up. I'm excited for, uh, I think, actually, this podcast will be coming out, I think, today, the day that you're hearing this. I'm doing a show in Pleasanton at Gilman Brewing. It's Eric Summers' show. I'm excited about that one. Um, I think Melissa McGillicuddy's headlining with Drea Myers. And I have the flyer right here. Where is it at? saved it where'd it go and nicole eichenberg so um it's gonna be a fun show um i've never been to pleasanton to perform so that'll be cool to get out there and and try some jokes and see what happens on september 8th i'm stoked to announce another show at the woodhouse uh blending and brewing and this one's gonna be fun i've headliner mean dave with iris benson teddy hole rick store sarah kari and myself hosting should be pretty fun. Uh, the Woodhouse is every the two shows I've done there so far have been really cool, uh, and people have been coming out. So make sure to uh, come check it out if you're in Santa Cruz that day. And then also I have another show in Salinas at the XL Public House coming up again on September 24th, and I have headliner Pete Munoz with Drea Myers, Chris Nasco, Alex Torres, Jacob Contreras, and Derek the Destroyer. So I'm excited to have. I'm excited to have both those shows coming up as well. And uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening, supporting, uh, you know, watching anything that's related to this podcast. I appreciate the feedback, the support from everybody. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Sebastian. I want to start is like I feel like you're somebody that I met just like coming to the South Bay and like hanging out mm-hmm. at those mics and is that I wanted to know is like that where is that where you started at or did you like start somewhere else and then kind of move to the South Bay or yeah like me like many of the other South Bay comedians like the first person to ever hand me a mic was Pete Munoz at Woodham's mm-hmm. you know um it was a this is back in like 2016, I want to say 2016. And like, you know, just started, started going in open mics and started to, um, started to chase that scene. And, um, it was a, it was a, it was a definitely an eye opening experience. Um, you know, uh, I, I was a big comedy fan before and, you know, I, I always, always saw comedy in a club atmosphere. Um, so seeing it kind of go into a, um, an open mic format was, man, it was kind of mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's a definite, it's a definite uh, shift, you know. Especially going to a place like Woodham's, I, it's a definite uh, from a club to yeah. going to, yeah, that's a definite uh, difference. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I also like. Can you I mean, imagine I'm, being I'm, at I'm the just... improv and the show starts and it's just raining blood over the speakers like super loud? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's also like I, I'm not a dive bar guy. You know, like I'm not, I'm not just funny because that's the most, that's the most places I've seen you like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now, like now I know, 
I know places like Off the Hook. I've never been Off the Hook before yeah. in Campbell, you know. But like now, now I know how to get there by heart. Like you know, like yeah. and that's just. Did you ever go to weird. the Florence over in Niles? No. Oh no, but um, Luis has told me about yeah, it. That was a fun one to do. It was like yeah. this biker kind of divey bar. Really yeah. Fun. Shout out Jeff Morris. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of. A lot of the mics, I think, are at these uh, dive bars. And I think it's a, honestly, I I think it's a, it was important for me from a South Bay point of view, because I was born and raised in San Jose. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I didn't, I mean, why would I ever go into one of those places? You know what I mean? Like, I, there's no reason for me to just go in because, you know, I would go to all those standard, normal downtown bars, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's a good, it's actually an important part to see, I think, of the of the community, honestly. Yeah, and then like you, I feel like it's a good place. Especially that, that Woodhams and those other places, I feel like you get to meet a lot of different uh, people. Like every time I go up there, I feel like I'm get bumping into somebody new that I haven't met before, just because it's always random, you know. Every night you go, but there are those those constant people, um, like yourself and like Alex and Jacob and you know Pete, of course, and like Derek and all these guys that are and and uh, yeah, it's a like. The Britannia Arms mic's been pretty cool. To start to, I've noticed that's starting to develop a little bit. Um, yeah, and yeah, like it seems, seems like from the pandemic until now, seems like a lot of stuff has kind of started to. Seems like it's starting to pop up a little bit more. Yeah, and I think I, I think Zoom comedy was so. I mean, everyone has talked about it at nauseum, like how difficult it was, right, without any feedback and and those sort of things. But I think I think a big part about it is a lot of these restaurants and bars were kind of like struggling during those t- those times as well, right? Because like events like open mics and events like just random holidays and events that like they missed out on with people coming in and 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 serving. And I think really for a lot of these establishments having a uh, having an open mic is a, is a is a really cool business thing you know it, it works out for everybody and as long as the jokes aren't uh too horrible uh then you know at least some of their patrons can enjoy it a little bit but um yeah i, I think it's a I, I think it's a win-win and I, I i i hopefully i think as business comes back and and is almost fully back now um that uh, these will continue to pop up yeah and yeah, well, you know, at the see how things go and continue with like inflation and stuff because it's like I think that also has a factor maybe to play in in some of this. I mean, some like I noticed gas has been going down and uh, like I don't know, it doesn't feel like stuff is it's not like eaten in too much, but like it was getting kind of bad. Like when it was like up close, it's like seven dollars there for a bit. It was yeah. like getting pretty gnarly. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can go to the open mics. I don't know if I can go to the open mics for a little while. I was just like, I gotta maybe hang out. Dude, I was, I was, I, I, I tried not to hang out with friends. Like it was just like, oh, where are we going? Fuck. Like San Francisco? Like Jesus Christ, you know? Like it wasn't just. Are we carpooling? Was, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the uh, also like food prices are insane now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like going out and, and eating and. Um, it's um, I mean, maybe it's just because we're in the we're we're in the Bay Area and we're like you know getting crushed. But um, I mean, it's you go out for gas, go see a movie, and you have a dinner. Like you're coming home a couple hundred bucks short. Yeah, easy. That's you know? that is like it does cost that much now. Like to like yeah, like even don't stop and getting something for lunch. You're like, oh man, I don't know. Like I don't know if I can spend like twenty bucks on just lunch. Like. You go to yeah, it's it is, it is interesting. It's like you, there are some of those. It's just you feel like you start to. I, I start to notice it when I like really am sitting and like weighing the decisions. I'm like, oh man, stuff is stuff is pretty expensive. Yeah. Like it's not just like yeah, you can't just you can't just ball out of control and I know get, go out every I know. but. See, I mean, that's the fucking thing, right? Like, I remember, for some reason, or maybe it was just because, like, I remember being way more broke than I am now, right? Like, way more broke. And I remember eating out and, like, finding things relatively, like, affordable. Or maybe I was just eating. I was also eating a lot of trash. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, it wasn't, like, like <laughs> I wasn't even fine dining, right? I mean, so, 
but I just don't remember it being so fucking expensive. That's you true. Know? Yeah, yeah. Some also like the drinks too. I noticed drink prices are like <laughs> no joke. You're like, what the fuck? Well, remember the improv is like six bucks for a water. So I mean, what the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is gnarly, and uh, yeah, I think it might be just you know due to there might be multiple factors like being in the Bay Area and like also just. Fucking supply uh, chain and all that bullshit. all that bullshit yeah i mean there's yeah it's like you know i didn't want to i was looking at current event stuff for like this episode to be like what can i you know bring up to talk about that's like relevant and it's so much of it is like and i've been saying that it's like i feel like the past few weeks i even like, every time i look it's like man i don't know i don't want to it just feels like it's going to be depressing like we're just going to like get to this point where we're like man shit sucks like so there's just so much shit going on different places different things like everything is everything kind of seems like i like disassociate when i start to really think about all of it because it is a little wild yeah and i i think that's part of the um that's a part of the aware of comedy right yeah. is that like like you get to like go to a place where like society stops mattering for like mm-hmm couple hours and we like just get to talk shit about society really mm-hmm. like in or the general public you know and yeah. kind of how we all are and um i i i think that's why i think that's why my comedy is so it's just so big right it's so big and it's because it's so um it's such a good escape tool um it's it's, it's like top gun on crack you know yeah it makes you yeah like when somebody has a good joke about something that's that's like you know, you have a certain feeling about, but now you're laughing about it instead. You're like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it, I think it even helps them as it gets brought up again. Yeah. Right. Like, like I just say, they go back out after the, after the comedy club, they go to a sh- one of your shows, whatever it is. And I don't know, someone made a hilarious joke about the gas prices. The next time you go fill up gas, yeah, it's going to suck. Cause it's going to be fucking 80 bucks or whatever. But you're gonna be like, ah, yeah. Well, that guy like said I something. Said, you know, kind of laugh. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Man, I uh, I was uh, sitting and looking, you know, at your at your social media before we recorded, you know, just trying to get some reference points, and I came across that uh, came across that show that you did. A few oh months yeah, back. it looked so yeah. awesome. Um, Thanks, dude. Like it's uh, is that something that you are gonna try to maybe bring back, or is like, uh, or was the venue like receptive to the the first one, or? Yeah, I mean the venue loved it, right? I mean I also paid for the venue, right? Okay. So I mean, of course they were very happy with the with the business, um, and I think it was a it was a really really good spot, and I think the 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 cameras and all the thing really like captured it very well because of like it was in a essentially a films like a filming studio okay um so they had a very good lighting set up and a very good kind of like open area for us um it was really kind of a it was my first show um that i that i produced and got everything together it was a absolutely it was an ordeal it was an ordeal. <laughs> like it was just it was just a lot you know um but it was like it, it was a good precursor because i was thinking about having a Chinese New Year show in the, in, in the South Bay. Cause there's like Chinese New Year shows up in the city. I've seen them in like, in like the East Bay. Um, I've seen some down the South Bay, but just like, it's pretty minimal, you know? And I think that we have enough Asian centric comics in the South Bay for us to like do something, you know? And I get in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, let me put together a show before that. So I can see what, what this monstrosity is like. Mm-hmm. And then now, um, now that I've seen what it looks like naked, uh, I don't know if I want to go. A second. <laughs> I'll be real. Like, uh, nah, man, you got to do it. You got to do it. Maybe fuck the Chinese New Year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you have plenty of time still. I mean, uh, and I think that, yeah, I think that you know maybe maybe look for somebody to to collab. You know, if you, if it's like if depending on yeah. depending on the venue and the size of what you're doing, you know maybe. Uh, well, okay. So my biggest issue was, and maybe this is like, and and you produce shows. I'll I'm, I'll love to fucking pick like pick your brain on this. I think we talked a little bit about this when we were at when we when we met up at a at a mic's like week or two ago, and I was talking about how 
shit my comedy was that night and how off I was because I was busy doing bullshit. I was like giving refunds to people and like guiding people in and like making sure the sign outside didn't fall down because it needed like an arrow to like show us, like show them, like guess the way and stuff. And it was like, how the fuck am I going to have a good set after going through that? Like, it just didn't seem like it was fucking possible. Yeah. I, dude, I've felt, I felt the same feeling that you're feeling. And like, I think it, I think, what it comes down to is like realizing how much of the, of those things are like a necessity for yeah. the show to go. Cause like a lot of stuff I think sometimes, and I, I mean, I don't know, you know, I only really done the XL and just started doing the Woodhouse, but from, from yeah. what I've done, it just seems like over time you just kind of figure like the stuff that you were doing, there's some stuff you were doing that was kind of maybe extra or not necessary for the overall result. And yeah. like, I guess, I guess I try to figure out what's like the necessary things. And then also to like, I try to have help or try to get help for every show for little yeah. things like that, because you really can't be, you can't be like everywhere. And then also like hosting or performing and trying to do, there's just, yeah. you just can't be, you're only one person, you know? And that's like another, th- yeah. that's another thing that I like, I struggle with. Cause I, I remember like at certain jobs, uh and stuff i would just try to do it all myself and i like yeah. i i'm like i'm just kind of like that where i'll just like try to take it on until i just like and i won't ask for help until i'm like you know like at the at the end of the rope you know i'm like holy shit yeah ah, like i'm like freaking out and uh yeah. i think yeah, i think that, i think it's those things like i would sounds like my marriage dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, my last one not the current one <laughs> None of my friends and family know about this. Mm, um, okay. Fuck. But I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it sounds like you, it sounds like you had a, you know, the venue looks awesome. You know, I think that you, we had a great time, if you yeah. have maybe I mean, have was... somebody alongside you just help, helping with those little things, you know, like I think it's, yeah. Or if you just, uh, I also, I also I think I think one of the things that we had um, that I that 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 we I learned from the show at least and Jeff Serve was talking about it. Um, he was talking about how venues and like the kind of the the um, the outline or the seating chart for a uh, for a venue and the, how the relationship to the stages is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have changed a lot of the things that we did. Like we did, I tried to do like cocktail seating the entire way back. So it became like very long. Um, it was like 75, but it was still like pretty long um, away from the stage. Um, and so I think I would have packed them in a little bit more around the stage. I was afraid of people being around the stage for some reason when I did the the seating chart. Okay. Um, but yeah, random stuff like that, you know, and I think it's just uh, some experiences that we can take away from it that hopefully, hopefully when I forget about the pain, <laughs> Dude, it, it reminds me of kind of like like Olive Garden, you know. Like, I haven't been there for a couple of years, so I forget about how bad it is. <laughs> and then I walk in, and then like the minute the fucking salad hits Bro, my mouth, I'm like, Olive Garden ah. is so ass. I, uh, yeah. I I'm so glad you said it. Uh, I, dude, I, <laughs> I have a, a story about. I was at a Olive Garden in Salinas with my old roommates oh, which is just quality. Uh, yeah just quality dude uh five star uh and we go i don't know why we were going there i think it was like we were in a similar situation we had forgotten mm-hmm. it was our it was our turn uh, basically to experience this <laughs> this phenomenon with olive garden we had forgotten and so we arrived and then we're sitting there and i remember she brought like i think we just ordered like the uh we got salad and breadsticks. Bread yeah, the fucking whatever. Yeah. And so they bring salad and breadsticks. They don't bring any silverware for me, but for their ha- my roommates have <laughs> silverware. 
So now, and she's come back a few times and she's taken her order. I have asked a few times for silverware. Yeah. And so now it's gotten to the point where I took a breadstick, I ripped it in half, and I started trying to eat the salad with, because I just can't, I have to let her know, I don't have a fucking fork or knife. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm just breadsticks like this, just using them as tongs, just like picking up <laughs> salad, putting it in my mouth. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there like, man. And then we, I finally get my silverware and then, I yeah, I ordered like some all fucking Dude, I'm Alfredo. Imagining, it was just I'm imagining sitting down at a Salinas Olive Garden. <laughs> it was the biggest and mistake. And lo- uh, looking up and seeing a guy eat a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I was fucking out there just like, why can't I get my fork and my knife and my spoon? I just really needed it. I had all my I had all my food, no silverware. It was I might just get up and walk out. Like, yeah. I might just like be in the middle of my. I'm meal like, are you guys out of forks? Them. Are you waiting for someone else to finish their food so you can go run it through the dishwasher and then fucking bring me the a clean fork and knife? Is there too many people here? Do I just have to? <laughs> was it packed? Was it? It packed? was kind of packed. That might have been the case. There might have not have been enough. But you know, I mean, I don't think when it comes to running a show, it's not nearly like. I would, I would not describe the experience as trying to eat salad with breadsticks. It's <laughs> pretty great, color. man. Sometimes, sometimes it is, man. Sometimes it is. Um, like I, I like I also enjoy. I guess I enjoy that. Like I'm more of like a operate. I like like being so busy and so like like that. You're kind of like can't really even talk you're like hold on like you're just kind of like moving so yeah. quick like i kind of like that just because yeah. like, i like the nature of like the other jobs i've had just like really fast-paced stuff but yeah i think that it is to go from that to then also trying to like entertain like yeah. right away it is it is a little bit like you really have to have that material kind of like ready to go like you have to just be able yeah. to like you have to be able to be like woody and they just you just pull the string <laughs> in the back and you're like Reach for the sky, so. yeah. <laughs> Penis small. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, oh, dude. I saw this picture on your social media, and I don't know it. Uh, you're you're with Nicolas Cage, dude. I am with Nicolas Cage, dude. I uh, fucking what is what? Is, how did did you just run into Nicolas Cage somewhere? What is that? Yeah, so I'm at fucking Disneyland, Disneyland, and that is right outside. That picture that you see is right outside of, um, right outside of the Indiana Jones exit when you off of the ride. Okay. And we, and we go up, and my fucking cousin goes, "Hey, man, that's Nicolas Cage." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, like he was on the ride?" No, 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 he was just standing there. He was just standing there at the exit, and I'm just like. Okay, yeah, okay, it's Nicolas Cage. Like, I thought it was some fucking bullshit, right? I look over, and it's it's him in the flesh. And he was waiting for his daughter to come out of Indiana Jones 2. She was dating that... Do you remember that fake-ass rocker? I think his name was, like, Andrew WK or some oh, shit. What the fuck is that? I know Andrew WK. Andrew, Andrew WK yeah. was with her on the ride? Yeah, Andrew WK was, like, with his daughter. So you just... You, you just got to meet Nicolas Cage, and then you got to meet Andrew WK. Well, I mean, like, just back to in back. my mind, when I saw Andrew WK, I was like, hey, fuck this guy. Dude. Like, I wasn't, like, starstruck. I was just like. I mean, yeah, I guess. He's still, it's still pretty cool, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I was like, but I was all stoked about Nicolas Cage. Oh, of course. And it was funny that. Like my, so, my family. That's so was, random, dude. <laughs> but it was like, we didn't know what to say to him. So they just started naming movies. Rip. And they're just like, do it, do it, like National Treasure, uh, uh, Weatherman, uh, 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 Mastic Man. Uh, uh, uh. Like it was just, it was just like, like, that's all yes. they would. And he's like, yes. Yes, yes I confirm. Yes. I, I was in that. Yes. <laughs> there was no conversation. It was just like us screaming. I, movie I title. stole the declaration. Yes. Like, <laughs> and then he, and then he just fucking walked off into that's the so wild theater. dude i wish he would have yeah. been on the ride with you do you know how sick that would be to just be on the ride and you look back at like the next cart and he's just in he's just it's just in it you're like 
I feel like if he sat next to me in Indiana Jones, if he sat next to me like in the Jeep, I, that would I'm have not been gonna so lie, sick, dude. I, I'm I'm probably gonna like try to like punch him and knock him out and take him home. That picture, that picture is like a fucking <laughs> NFT. Like you have to, pay, like you'd have to make that a fucking NFT right away. <laughs> like Nicholas Cage and four random Chinese people. <laughs> uh, no, but just just like that, just who gets a like that rarity of that? That's like a meme, you know, just like. Yeah. It's just you're on a ride. Have you ever been on a ride with Nicolas Cage? And it's just like you guys on a ride. You're like all looking at him, and he's just looking forward. Like doesn't even. He's just like <laughs> stone just... face going down the splash. <laughs> <laughs> Hot splash. You guys are all like woo, and he's just looking right at the camera. Like and he has like that he, that regal like. He's like giving him like the fucking what is it called? The fucking uh, smolder. <laughs> the cage smolder. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. He, dude, that he's was ghost a, right. Dude, he's, yeah, he is in so many. I would probably do the same thing because you just you don't even know what to movie. You're like face off, like yeah. Ghost Rider, Con Air, fucking, Con, fucking all the national treasures, Every, fucking yeah. And he's still broke, dude. The Rock. He's in The Rock. That movie with yeah. uh, Sean Connery. That that movie's good. Yeah. Oh, he's got a new Asian girlfriend, by the way, or a new Asian. I think he married her already. I don't know. You know these. he does fully embrace himself like as a being like a kind of a joke to like on the internet like that whole movie that just came out where he's like playing himself you know yeah i mean it's 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 really interesting i think i think when you look at when you look at people who are like they have like they're so famous they get so famous that they become like you have to almost become re become self aware, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like this like you're 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 self aware because you're a human, right? And then you get to this thing, and then you're like, oh, like you that have to realize what problem. the internet thinks of you, like how John Cena just knows that yeah. nobody can see him. <laughs> like that's such a funny like I watched that video where he's like explaining it to I think it's Betty White or something to somebody. Like an older, yeah. like an elderly lady is inter- interviewing with, and they're like, she like says something where like I, my granddaughter said that I wouldn't be able to see you, and he's like, oh, I'll explain. And he just like knows. It's, I think that's so funny, like, yeah. <laughs> dude, just that one's pretty good. Like the yeah, the Nicolas Cage stuff is pretty funny. Like, there's a few other celebrities like that that just like, like I know Tom Segura has the whole thing with Garth Brooks, yeah. which is like hilarious. Yeah, because I I feel as though when like famous com- famous comedians, they have the ability to like not not be like that, right? In my opinion, right? Like I I see them to be like they are very aware of how ridiculous. They're very aware of like it, what people think of their of yeah their, like comedy or their brand or whatever their internet their yeah presence. like. Because I think it's because by the time you're getting that big, you have to be right. You have to be aware and you have to like understand. Otherwise, you wouldn't be this big, right? Unless, because yeah. I, I don't know. Like, there's just famous child stars in acting that just like they're. I don't know. It's like Emma Watson. Like she was just she was just one character in Harry Potter, and all of a sudden she's like mega famous. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen to comedians, right? Like you're not just like, hey, I say one joke and I'm like all of a sudden. Not I'm anymore. Like, oh, maybe dead. like maybe at a certain point you might have been like back in the day, maybe when it was more like if you had a if you had like a really killer set on like a late night show, you might like the yeah. next day everybody knows who you who you are and stuff, you know. But yeah, na- But still like if you if you made it to a late night show You've been fucking working at this. Oh shit. yeah, you're probably grinding pretty hard and right. Like you, and like you had submitted yeah. probably several times before you actually got the opportunity. I bet you know because it was just yeah. There was only so there was like so few. You know, it's like what a lot of people say on other podcasts they listen to is like there's so few opportunities back then, and now yeah, it's like we all have the ability to create yeah. like very similar cut level content that was available back then you know you can get a nice camera and record yourself every set and then eventually have you know just like a bunch of content on your social media and youtube that's the one thing i struggle with though like you notice that like there's not many jokes on my um 
on my social media or my at least my uh at least my um my comedy page and it's just like it's very difficult for me because like i i don't i don't love any of like my jokes like I, none of them are like perfect to me mm-hmm. you know and then once they're perfected i want to like say them for a while you know well that's <laughs> so i don't want yeah to, like, that's the that's kind of the like this i think and i a way of thinking an idea like i like was in for a while until i kind of some other people like on here have said some things about you know like putting a joke out maybe when it's not like fully formed but then like still working on it like you're saying and then like when mm-hmm. that person if they see that joke when that person comes to if they do see you live or whatever you know like you'll have more of that bit or you'll have a, a more processed version of that bit that might be mm. you know more refined so they could see like oh there's you know more to this and i think like you know also too like it does force yourself to work harder when you and i think that is the thing is like you know like working hard on like like writing new stuff it's like that's really the name of the game, you know, it's like being able to just like churn out yeah. shit. And it's like, it is, it is like such a, it's such a fucking tough thing, you know? Cause it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, working at, working at like the open mics and stuff and like, yeah, like, I mean, it's hard work, man. It's just, just hard work. Yeah. It's, it's hard work because like you, and it's, it's hard work because you kind of like inherently know that it's just, gonna suck for a while yeah like you know what i mean like like and 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 i think i think part of the part of the issue for me is that like once i find one of those jokes that's like you know that i'm like oh shit this is gonna be this this one's gonna be in the set for a while this one's gonna be worked on for a while and it's just like here's the beginning of a fucking lot of lot of shit mm-hmm. with this fucking joke you know um I just, I don't know. I get that feeling. It's almost like PTSD. Like, oh, yeah. shit. It's funny you say that, dude, because I was watching, uh, shout out BMO. I was watching BMO's uh, Instagram live this oh. morning. And he's talking about the same thing, dude. Then I was like having, the way he was talking about it was making me really think about, you know, myself and like the material that I've kind of been hanging on to and like new stuff that I've been trying to work on. And yeah, just like, you know, it is going to be, you just got to, it's just like one of those things where you're like, damn, like, dude, because you like bombed through all those to get to where the material is now with what you have. And you're like, I got to do that all over again. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, he was he was like talking about the same stuff and like just kind of working and like getting through and getting trying to get some new material, you know, to get back uh, <clears throat> to get, you know, yeah. to, especially for his new show. That's I'm stoked for that. That storytelling open mic that he dude, that he has super excited. Shout out. Uh, I think it's that true brew um, true brew in san jose yeah let me make sure i get that it, right so that it, he doesn't and it's like right on the alameda. dm me like what the fuck dude like <laughs> it's, it's, it's right on the alameda it's actually really close to my house which is really cool um it's really close to the sap center um, oh nice and it's a, it's a cool venue man it's a it's a really good spot um and i'm excited about storytelling you know i think i i, I don't know if you know but I know of any, but I don't think that there's another storytelling mic. There was some storytelling stuff, not in the South, but there was a storytelling thing going on during the pandemic. And I think at the lab when DNA had the lab going Uh, and, but I don't know of any other, you know, really like, uh, you know, solid, like uh, uh, storytelling mics. Yeah. I was just thinking, like I said, but yeah, dude, it's like it's gonna be cool. I mean, it'll be different. Uh, I feel like it'll be cool to see people in that format, you know, to go check it out and like to see uh, like longer, long form story, like having to work, try to get you know jokes in those stories, if or like you know, still keep to the 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 true it trueness of it, you know. Um, yeah. I have a few like I only ever get to really do them on like a showcase or like at a mic where they don't really care about how much time you do, you know? And I think it'll be cool to have a place, a place where you can, you know, maybe pre-sign or, or hit up BMO and get on and, and go and, um, and tell a story, you know, and see how that goes and like refine that, you know, and work on that. So it's really cool. 
I really, uh, I, I really, right when I saw the post, I wrote down a, uh, I wrote down some ideas for some stories um, that I had. Nice. And um, it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be. You definitely uh, got to talk about Nicholas Cage and meeting Andrew Nicholas WK, Cage. dude. That's that's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. I just, I saw that photo. I was like, is he, you know, for a split second, you like, every time I see a celebrity, I'm like, make sure that they're real. Cause it's like, yeah, you, from far away in the little thumbnail picture, you're like, you can't tell if they're at a wax museum or not, you know? Yeah. And that's so yeah, funny no, that I have to be like, is this, is he's in Vegas or is he like, <laughs> what's, what's funny is that he's actually really like one thing that really struck me was like how fucking good looking he was. Cause like to me, I'm like, dude, this guy's not that good looking. Like when I watch him in the movies, I'm like, it's just fucking Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. But in fucking person, like this motherfucker is a stud. Like he's like, just he was in his fucking I was like, God damn, like you looking good, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> like you know, like it was because of him I held on to my fucking like like hairline for like so long. Okay. You know, it was like, dude, man, if this this motherfucker like, could do like, it. This is because of you, dude. Like dude. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah. Uh, but no, he was um amazingly good looking. Very strange. Very strange. <sighs> Yeah, he's in that bullshit movie Next. I just remembered that. Oh, oh yeah. That movie fucking I that movie that pissed shit. me off so bad. When he I said, "Oh, that dude. That's the biggest like fuck you of all time in the movie, I think." I know. It's just it opens his eyes and you're like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> did, 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 Jessica Biel, uh, Jessica Biel, I'm I hate you too. Like I, 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 really, I hated everybody associated with that movie. Like I hated everything about that thing. Like fuck everybody uh, in that movie. Like who? Let me ask you a question. Do you think he read the fucking script? Yes. And he said at the end, was he like, "All right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do He's next. Like, I'll do this." <laughs> Because if you're like, if you think it's like, okay, we have, we don't, like, we have to, there's no real, like, ending other than that. So it's like, oh, I got to film, like, three quarters of an action movie, and then I just open my eyes in bed for the ending. Sick, dude. I'm down. (laughs) Like, that's, he's like, oh, that's the, I don't have to do this dramatic scene where I almost die, and, like, I'm, like, laying there, and Jessica Biel's holding me or some shit, and I'm like... You can he can see he can see into the one point five he's gonna die so he's like oh, 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 and he can keep seeing it but he's still living so it's just like he keeps panicking and then he dies like that's what are we doing you know <laughs> wait is there a um because I remember was that during his fucking bankruptcy let me look this up uh, uh, might have been dude he was in that Cage. one oh dude he's in that one star movie on Netflix where they he's flying the plane and everybody disappears in the plane have you seen that movie. Like Langoliers? Uh, it's called like, oh man, what's the fuck? What is it like Langoliers? Like Stephen King's Langoliers? Um, no, it's dude, man, this it's guy. It's called Left this... Behind. It's so bad. <laughs> wait, wait, did you? Do... Like, I, I, I need to, I need to understand. Like, when did you decide to watch it? Oh, because it was with a friends and we were stoned and we thought it'd be a good oh, idea yeah. to watch like the worst movie we could find on Netflix. And then it was fun to make fun of it for like the first like 20 minutes. And then we got invested and then it was, and then we were like, ah, oh, this movie sucks. Like it was so, we're like, it got back we're like, yeah, it was like, yeah, Nicholas Cage like, fuck you, dude. I want to make you watch this one star movie with my acting and everybody else's shit acting in this movie. It's so bad. You have to like, I, I want to tell people to watch it cause it's bad, but then I don't want to inflict the pain. Uh, maybe I can watch it on 1.5x or some shit. Like, just like... Watch it on like 7.5x, dude. <laughs> it'll, it'll be great if you can just get like 30 second cuts. Like jump 30 seconds and hit five seconds of like dialogue. And then another 30 seconds, right? And just like, just keep going. Just be like, oh, oh my God, what's happening? Uh, dude, I also saw that you're a, uh... Is it, correct me if I'm wrong. You do you do jujitsu? Is that what I've seen? Yeah, I do. How, how long have you been training doing that? Fuck, man, that's about ten years ago. Damn, that's about. Wow, okay. Now. So you you put in some time. 
Yeah, and actually, like, I, I, what's funny is that, like, there's a lot of jujitsu guys, I think, in comedy now because of <clears throat> Joe Rogan and, like, fucking just a lot of people, right? And I, I think, um, I think there's a lot of parallels, right? Because in jujitsu, like, there's just no getting by it. Like, you are going to suck. Like, in the beginning, like, you are just going to suck. And quite honestly, like, I still suck, like, 10 years into it, like, you know, depending on who I'm rolling with or, or, or who I'm fighting. Um, you know, it feels like you're a white belt sometimes again, you know? Um, and I, and I think that, I, I think one of the beautiful things that they always tell you is like, you just have to keep getting 1% better every day. You just keep going and eventually like, it'll, you know, things become easier. And, um, I, I just see a lot of parallels with, with, with standup. And I think I understand why people that like Ronnie Chang, for example, is doing jujitsu now. Um, a lot of these guys are doing jujitsu because like, it just reminds them of this grind, this just getting incrementally better and being okay with sucking at something mm. um, and finding the joy of that. Um, so it's, 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 it's been good. It's a good, good part of my life. And, you know, really, uh, I think helps me calm the fuck down for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. That's uh, in the 10 years. Like, have you ever, have you decided to like ever go and like, like, is there any, place to like compete have you tried to do anything like that or yeah so there's like i mean they have fucking a shit ton of tournaments because like you know they have a ton of tournaments because like there's a lot of kids in it now um so it's a kind of a pretty good money grab for a lot of these tournaments to have just like Mm. kids competing versus each other but there's also a there's essentially a like like major kind of like major uh organizations the ibjjf organization and then adcc which is like these guys okay uh, and there's like you know a few other ones but um really the there's kind of a difference between like hobbyists and like pro fighters um unfortunately the pro fighters don't get paid that much because it's brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's kind of like a smaller sport mm-hmm. and it's not really a great spectator sport because just two guys with like holding on to each other for a while you know uh, what it looks like to the naked eye um, yeah, like I noticed so, sometimes watching UFC, like if they've been on, on the ground for a while, just kind of like there's no real like uh, advantage being taken or anything. Like the audience yeah. is kind of like, get like, up. Like, yeah. But dude, it's like, like it, it, understanding yeah. what they're doing and stuff is like, I mean, yeah, I have no experience. Like I, I like barely like wrestled in in junior high for like a little bit not even like yeah. i didn't even make it to the first uh like actual like meet or whatever but yeah i did i do like watch a ton of uh ufc and like it is it is like really interesting to just it's got to be so like cuz i remember like trying not to get you know pinned and stuff there's like certain things they teach you in like to like keep your their weight you know like and I can't imagine like having to think about all that and then not get like, I mean, obviously we'll like MMA not get punched in the face, but like to get like tapped out, you know, to have like somebody slip up and like all of a sudden you're getting choked or you're like, yeah. or you're getting like, like you're getting arm barred or something like it could break your fucking arm in half. You know, it's like, yeah. that shit is, that shit's intense, dude. Like, so it is, <laughs> it is. I mean, I, and I think, I think, I think part of it is just like, because you're in that, in that mode so much, like one thing that's really, really good about jujitsu is that like, once you get off of work and you go to jujitsu and someone's trying to choke the shit out of you, like you stop worrying about other shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like your brain is in, like, it gets to be cleared. Um, and I think most comedians, most of us like over, over stimulated minds, like, you know, sometimes getting, getting silent is a very tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And jujitsu is fucking great for that. Um, because of that, that danger element, um, and this like and how how complicated the nature of the uh of the sport is dude that's cool, um man. but but um it's also very you meet a lot of weird motherfuckers <laughs> like you, you know like you just because you meet everybody there's like a bunch of engineers of course but there's a bunch of sales people there's a bunch of people that work in blue collar jobs like it doesn't really matter like there's just everybody at, at my dad's gym, my dad's a black belt too. And my dad, um, my dad's gym had a bunch of cops and they also had a bunch of like 
ex-convicts. So like those dudes were rolling with each other. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just like, it was just kind of like this weird environment. Stop resisting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like so much, um, it's, it's, it's such a different sport, right? Like people just like, oh, I'll go play basketball or tennis. Like no one picks up something where like fucking people break each other's arms. Like it's weird, yeah. you know? So. That is interesting, yeah, and, and it's. Do you do you ever feel like when you're done rolling with somebody, you both you kind of feel, like, like that you can get go get a beer with that guy or something? Like, is there like this like piece that's made yeah. sometimes between like the both of the people? No, or? no, I think every everybody is super chill. Everybody is super chill. I, I think part of it is the fact that um, in jujitsu, it's really difficult to tell who's like the king of the hill mm. like my like my professor he's like a fucking like he fought at 127 pounds and like he's like the small he looks like one of the smaller guys at the gym and you can throw him in the you know with the biggest of guys and like that guy's a you're gonna take care of it right yeah. and he's like, you're gonna have no problem um so that and the fact that there are little children around that can choke you at any time <laughs> like you know what i mean like they can like fuck you up whenever you whenever they want at will your ego it it, it becomes a very good filter my 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 friend he always calls it a, a, like like jujitsu especially like once you get the purple and brown belt like there's a dick filter because yeah all the guys with big egos they're fucking they're done already they quit like years ago so okay it's like yeah, they've, they've been so, weeded out and now it's the yeah so everybody's super chill like most of the bar everybody's super chill everyone smokes everyone's that, fucking that's an interesting parallel I, what you just said right now i feel like that parallel can be drawn in, into stand-up a little bit too yeah uh, yeah because there's most of the most of the guys that are like been around for a while they're pretty fucking chill yeah right like whatever like okay, okay doing this and <laughs> and they get laughs and then they're like i mean that's what you're supposed to do like you're like you're yeah. like yeah you like you're like yep that's yeah that's what you're supposed to do like <laughs> and uh yeah i feel like that yeah a lot of the stuff you're saying i'm like oh, okay this is i can see how you draw those parallels and how you like enjoy both for those same reasons like it's like it's yeah the yeah it's and but it's definitely tough because it's definitely hard to like go train and then go to a mic and then fucking stay out to like, mm-hmm. you know, past midnight. Yeah. And I got, I, I got a job, yeah. you know, like shit. Yeah. And, you know, like. Yeah. The staying out late, I've really been trying to, I've become a fan of the Irish goodbye. I know that it's, uh, it's, you know, sometimes people like to say goodbye or whatever. And, and, but I just, you can get looped into talking to people for another hour, no matter how many times you try to. Yeah. So I've just been, I've just been like, I'll like, feel like I, I i've made it i've said hi to everybody i've like had a good night i'll just like look for a moment and then i'm just like all right see ya and i just like go to my it kind of feels nice it feels like you're it feels like you've like escaped from something and you're like on and you're like just you're like running free you're like i'm i've made it i'm out like it, 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 you, you don't feel like they're people are trying to rope you in for another drink or or something you're like yeah. i'm out i've decided to leave I, I'm just gonna leave. I think it'd be like, I, like it's definitely like it's you have to be like a psychopath to do the Irish hello, right? Where you're like, you walk in, you don't say hi to nobody, and then you fucking make sure that you say bye to every single person as you leave. And it's, yeah, that's got to be fucking strange, right? That uh, that can't be called an Irish hello. <laughs> yeah, I guess sometimes I I'm like nervous or don't know if the person wants me to. I guess I overthink saying hello a lot. I'll like come in and I'll like say what's up, but then I can like kind of just go yeah. sit and like if people want, it, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I yeah, but like when when it's time to leave, it's like okay, I can just. It's like I have places yeah. to. Yeah, I, I admire my friends that have kind of shown me that over the years, like saying no and just like sticking to it, and then actually leaving and not go and not staying out later, and just like being like setting the boundary because it is. It is like something that I like admire, and I'm like, man, like I got, I've, I'm like getting better at it, but yeah, I've gotten caught up in, you know, just not wanting to. Everybody's like, come on, stay. You're like, all right, I'll. And it's like, why, why am I, why am I staying? Like, well, why did I, why did I do yeah. that? 
Why did I do that? <laughs> uh, I want to get into some of the current event stuff I got before yeah, we uh, before we wrap up here. I I don't know if you follow this page. A friend of mine sent it to me a while ago. It's called WTF Portland uh, on Instagram, and uh, it is a wild it is a wild Instagram page, and it's just like stuff happening in Portland. And I saw this thing the other day that these squatters while this guy was on vacation these squatters came and That's broke a- into this guy's house and when he got back they wouldn't let him in and like beat him up yeah like beat him yeah. up put him in the hospital and then he like is still paying his rent but he but they're living in this house and i was just like i was sitting there like yo like if that I tried to put myself in that guy's mindset, I really tried to go there, and I was straight up like, I feel like I would lose my fucking mind, and I would, <laughs> I would get like an army of people or something, and I would come and I would get those fucking squatters and I'd throw them out, and I'd be like, this is my fucking house, like you, dude, like you pay rent at your house, he has a mortgage at his house. I mean, come on, all That's of this like... stuff is inside of it. I, I just feel like be, like like this is like literally being bullied as an adult. Like it's just it's like. But dude, it's like right? he's home now. He's homeless. He's homeless. Like he's homeless. I I, I completely understand that. I completely he, but understand. he still has to. It's dude. I just. But in Oregon, you have like don't they have open carry laws in Oregon? <laughs> I don't know, but like. I just I'm just I saying like the like, police like he called the police the police are like well I mean they can't, do they can't but that's kind of, don't you think that's a little insane that yeah yeah I mean it's like I, a I scenario think, think, that just seems so crazy to me is like you yeah I was really trying to put myself in that guy's mindset of I have to pay my mortgage still every month and yeah. I have nowhere to live because people are in my house all my stuff is in there yeah. And who knows what yeah. they're doing it takes all like, my stuff. It takes like months. It takes months to get your shit back too. But dude, but that's what I'm saying. Like I like like straight up, like I would dude, be calling everybody I knew and I'd be like, No, I think like, I think we're I think you're I think at the at a certain point you're driving the fucking car through the door. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like, oh, this is my house. I can fucking do what I want. Here's a fucking giant gaping hole in my fucking just burn it down. Yeah, it's like I mean, like this is my house, right? Like, it is my house, and just burn it down and be like, they started the fire. Like (laughs) they did. I didn't do shit. I'm. I've been in. I've been in the hospital. Like, just say some crazy shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no. I mean, (laughs) I just, dude. It's just a wild. It's a wild thing that I saw on the internet, and I was like, I gotta bring this up because it's absolutely also there's like these there's been these it was in los angeles recently there's like these flash mob robberies have you heard about this yeah yeah those are fucking those are fucking they've been happening they were happening in san francisco isn't that kind of crazy like it's it's crazy because i don't like like straight up i don't know that many people let alone that many people that would go and steal with me like do you I think know it happened, like there was one like a few days ago at a 7-eleven where it was like a full like, yeah like how do you stop fucking 30 motherfuckers from jacking your shit i don't yeah i don't know it's uh it, like the i guess these are kind of related because it's more like you know they like they like flash mob stole his house kicked him out kind of there's like a group yeah and it's a group yeah. like running in and 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 t- it's like how do you stop like It's, it's it's interesting just misguided, that, like, you know. It's like it feels so misguided. Like at Seven Eleven, just like why are we stealing from the Seven Eleven? Like, yeah. Well, I mean the the Seven Eleven the Seven Eleven was low stakes, right? I mean, it's true. I guess next it's next it's fucking Nordstrom, right? Yeah, dude. Where's like yeah? Why aren't we fucking? <laughs> why aren't we stealing from? A... <laughs> next is Bloomingdale's, right? Like fuck, dude. <laughs> Why don't we steal it from Trader Joe's? Like, <laughs> uh, just fucking in there, fucking in Whole Foods, just like scooping quinoa, like fuck. Some yeah. garbage bags are just hitting all the dispensers. <laughs> uh. 
What's the highest price item? This seven ninety nine hot store. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eat it. Oh, no, I just, I was just seeing a pattern when I was looking on current event stuff. Both of these kind of came up, and there it seemed like there. It was just interesting. Both like instances of just like yeah. groups kind of, you know, going in, not giving a fuck. Not giving a fuck. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think I think part of it is the fact that like they're I mean, like I said, I mean, there's just let me ask you this, Michael, how many people do you know right now that would go with you somewhere to shoplift? I could probably convince maybe a, a couple people. I don't know. A couple, like a couple, right? Yeah, and like you're you're calling like the people you don't call usually, right? Like it's like, probably. you know, it's, or it's some, maybe it's some friends if I'm like, dude, if I you know, if I'm if I'm really convincing with my words, I don't know. But but so like right like there's but but like I said, these guys are showing up with like thirty heads. I don't know thirty people. Like I can't get thirty people to come over to my house for a barbecue, bro. Like what if they had alone. like a group that was smaller and then they're rolling up and they're like, "What are y'all doing?" They're like, "We're gonna go." Yeah, rob the Seven Eleven. All of us. Some people on the street may be like. Oh, sh- yeah. I'm down, and they like start to follow. So maybe like you know, you never know. Like it could be like one. Of yeah, I, but that's what, what I'm saying is that there's uh, it's 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 I I think it's a, it's it's talks about the state of affairs when there's that many disenfranchised people. It's just true. They're wi- to willing to go and do that, yeah. right? That have like nothing on the line. They don't have a job. They can get fired from. They don't have like you know what I mean. Like yeah, this th- this this is okay. Like and that is a scary fucking thing it's a scary fucking thought to have about yeah society and shit well there's one last thing i want to bring up which is interesting i don't know if you've been following the um britney griner uh case but there uh dennis rodman is planning to go and visit russia I don't know if you saw yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> like, like, how is that guy not going to have vapes in his bag? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm just... It's just guy... funny. He's just adding... Like, it's just like... To me, I saw it and was like, oh, that makes... Like, in the back of my head, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, but like, just because he's... I know... I think it's just because he's friends with... Uh, what was his name? North Korean. Is he friends with Putin? No. Oh, he, friend... Kim Jong. Yeah. Kim Jong. I think that like he thinks like, oh, I can go, go talk to Putin, man. Go t- so like, I, I just like, what is he gonna do? Like, hey, and then they're like, Putin's gonna send some like random Russian dude, right, to go talk with him, and then he's gonna be like, hey, dude, um, so can you like let her go or? I just think like, it's well... wild that like. <laughs> like what if he like what is he gonna do come back with her can you imagine you just, just like that's what i'm saying that would have been like if, if in the beginning of the whole thing that would have been like a joke that you could have made like oh dude just send over dennis rodman we'll figure it out like people would laugh at you and be like that's stupid but then it's like actually <laughs> that would be so funny he just comes back on a like a jet he just rolls up with her and it's just like <laughs> Like told you, like, like, is he gonna be like? Is that yeah? We're like, okay, dude. We need a nom. Like, is he gonna run for president now? Like, what's? I got her. I got her. That'd be told so ya. crazy. Maybe they'll trade. Maybe they'll just. Trade. <laughs> he just. I see sacrifices himself. <laughs> like Dennis Rodman has been traded to Russia for Britney Griner. <laughs> In a stunning sea. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god, dude, that's so funny. Um, well, listen, man. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate you sitting down to uh, to record today. This is fun. Uh, but where can uh, where can people follow you, dude? So they can, you know, see where you're going to be doing shows and maybe catch the flyer for the Chinese New Year show and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. dude. Yeah, um, I'm on I, I'm on Instagram at uh, that's not funny Sebastian. Um, that was uh, my 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 username is from you know decades of teachers telling me that exact thing. Of, that's not funny Sebastian. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, really, I I post most of my schedule and my my, my shows on there. Um, and I I'm, I don't I don't have a TikTok yet. Um, and it's because I'm fucking old. So, you know. 
Hey, well, I'm not ready. Gotta, gotta download the app, dude. I, uh, dude, dude, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta do Man, it. You gotta dude. download the app, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this and we'll see you next time.